and welcome to Witch Witch Podcast. I'm Lyra. And I'm Galena. Welcome to the darkness. Um, we have, what, one shout out today? We have one shout out today. And that's because we, um, we're not super, uh, in the right recording setup, I guess. We're in my car. Yeah, we're in, we're in Galena's car. Um, we usually record, if not like sometime in the week before we publish, at least the night before we publish. Um, and then, uh, post sometime after midnight, but we had to get up super balls early this morning to go to a walk to end racism. Yes. 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 Which was fun. It was fun. Um, I was so glad to see such a big turnout. It was a nice turnout, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. And I assume like the, the ticket price or something goes to, um, a fund or, or like basically like, um. A cause, like it, yeah. it goes towards the cause, like it goes towards like, like education. Or yeah, like that. is it? I think it goes to the. Uh... Oh, we didn't properly <laughs> research this. Is it the NAACP? And okay, yeah, that makes sense. Um, but anyway, it was a fun. It was a fun morning. But it was we didn't... fun, and you signed the Birmingham pledge. Yeah, and it was really nice. I liked it. Uh, but we we knew we weren't going to be able to do it if we didn't sleep last night. Yeah. So, so we didn't record last night. So we're doing this, um, today. <laughs> so the sound quality also might be a little off. That was Nirvana. Oh my gosh. I don't know. I don't know if the microphone picked it up or not, but a truck just drove by blaring Nirvana. <laughs> but no, we are in my car in front of a magic shop. So that we're getting ready oh, to go into. I'm so excited. A few weeks ago, we went to the flea market to see yes. our witchy lady. Yes. And stopped our, I want to adopt her as our grandma. I know. I, I would love to have one grandma that I like. I know. Um, <laughs> but I left our magic supplies on the counter. Yeah. So we And walked out. <laughs> We're missing a whole bunch of candles and shit. Yeah. 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 Had to, like, delay a spell by a whole month. And These things happen. Missed some opportunities. <laughs> But you know, living goes on. <laughs> but we're at a different magic shop, and yes. we've been here once before. It's really nice. It, it has a great energy. I'm super excited to go back. If we do ever decide to go public with like our identities or at least like our area, we'll let you guys know. Yeah. 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 Um. Did we ever do that shout out? Or nope. did I just start talking? You just started talking. Great. Yeah, I went to pull it up, and then you just started talking. I'm so sorry. Interrupting McGee. I know. I know. <laughs> Our shout out today is Jack. And their Instagram name is Jackson Dean Cl Cloyd? Cloyd or Lloyd. I don't know. It's Jackson Dean C. Lloyd or Cloyd. Maybe his middle name's Dink. <laughs> Dink. Dink. <laughs> did, did you mean Dean? No, I mean, I know. I. For, listen, there's a C. Maybe if his last name's Lloyd, his middle name is Dink. I don't think you're getting my joke. It's very intelligent. It's very intelligent. <laughs> Let's move on, please. Okay. But but Jack, hello. Welcome welcome to the shout out arena. Welcome to the family. What you guys don't know is that eventually you all have to battle each other. <laughs> And eventually one of you will be the supreme shouter. <laughs> I, I keep making this joke at my work that to move up into management, you have to like behead your current manager and nobody thinks it's as funny as I do. <laughs> there can be only one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Highlander reference done. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Got are, it in there. We are on our the quota. <laughs> just under the wire. Highlander <laughs> quota met for the week. The week. I mean, um, to be fair, your husband or I make a Highlander I mean, joke at least once a week. That's not incorrect. <laughs> but we don't really have a whole lot else to go over. Um, so we'll probably wrap it up here and just jump right into the episode. Anything but, to add? No, I'm just going to say thank you for being patient with us. Yes, thank you. You guys are so nice and understanding. All right. See you in the next section. See you in the next section. <laughs> All right. So as most of us know, Beltane's coming up. Uh, and we missed our last holiday uh, section. We did. It really snuck up on us. We had a busy, busy time. Um, but I'm going to talk about Beltane a little bit. There's a few different ways to pronounce it. I didn't go into all of them because it's, they're mostly just a different version of the word Beltane. Yeah. Uh, but it's also commonly known as May Day. Um, it is uh, fairly often held on the 1st of May. Um, which is you know, where the May Day comes where, yeah, where May Day comes from. You, know, you, get, you got it. Um, but it's roughly between the spring and summer solstice, um, which can vary sometimes. But uh, May 1st is also a pretty pretty common day that it's celebrated. So it just depends on your personal practice or if you have a group that you celebrate with. Um, it is a bonfire and feasting festival, meaning there's lots of food, there's lots of fire, there's lots of fun. I like fire festivals. I do too. Um, it signifies the... <laughs> Sorry, I, I wrote begoff. Um, it signifies the beginning of summer. Um, it's when the cattle are moved to pastures. Uh, you know, most of your uh, plants are probably already planted and germinating. Germinating. Is that the right? Yes, not sperminating. Germinating. Oh, right. We did this before. Yes, we've already done this joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the bonfires were used uh, traditionally to protect the cattle, um, which has a very literal sense. You know, you can use fire to keep away. Um, predator animals, but it was more like a cleansing to prevent uh, disease and misfortune, things like that. Um, traditionally, fairly often, cattle were sort of funneled between two bonfires to bless mm -hmm. them for the year. And um, some some communities did make sacrifices that at these sense. times. Yeah. Um, there's a, a heavy association with fertility to Beltane. And that's multiple reasons. This time of year, everything's about fucking fertility, alright? Things are... Things are blooming. Things are blooming. Animals are getting pregnant. I mean, like, trees and shit are literally spitting their reproductive stuff in the air. Uh, yeah. <laughs> trees yeah, and shit, very... It's, it's very depressing to think that your allergies are caused by tree sperm. Yeah. <laughs> um... But the, the heavy, heavy focus on um, fertility as a part of Beltane is more of a modern and Wicca uh, thing. It, it's not so traditional. I mean, it's not not traditional. Like, it's not something that they didn't do whatsoever. But the, the heavy focus on it is well, more modern. Well, I mean, during the Beltane fires, you were supposed to pick somebody and, you know. Well, yeah, but I mean, that's, that was more of part of a celebration rather than, like, a focus of the... <laughs> we made it to the winter yeah um and it, it is seen as a celebration of life that was traditional it being seen as a, a celebration of life um and that's that's kind of where the fertility thing comes from too but um it's specific in uh wicca because the the goddess celebrated in in wiccan religion is pregnant at this time or gets pregnant yeah at this time well um, they make the great marriage yeah 
There's, I mean, there's a whole thing. I didn't want to go too far down the Wicca rabbit hole <laughs> for okay. Beltane. Um, but yeah, there's there's a marriage, there's a pregnancy, there's there's a lot. There's a birth. There's she, she's going through a lot right now. Um, there was a tradition of jumping bonfires. Like, listen, this is one of my most favorite things in the world. I love the idea of some dumbass jumping a bonfire to one cleanse and protect himself for the year because it was it was mostly men that did this. Yeah. Do you see most women doing no. this? Um, and two, to bring, you know, fertility and, and luck and prosperity and stuff like that uh, in the coming seasons. But it was also, like, mainly to impress the person you were trying to bang that night. Like, that was <laughs> that was the big thing. If you jumped over a... Like, they would usually have a sort of small bonfire. But if you had the balls to jump over one of the big bonfires... Like the hay bale bonfire. Yeah, like, that's... That's it. You're in. You're in for the night. That is the panty dropper. That's the panty dropper. That's the equivalent of, you know, when middle school boys, like, jump up and touch, like, doorways and stuff. That's it. That's the panty dropper. Still focused on jumping. What's wrong with us as a species? joke of, you know, and whoever fell in the fire, that was a sacrifice. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, and I, I do, like, genuinely, in, in my romantic heart, <laughs> separate from the other one, I guess. Separate um, from your other heart. Your bitch heart. My bitch heart. Uh, <laughs> in my romantic heart, I love the idea of some dude being like, yeah, I really like this girl. I'm gonna jump this fucking fire. I think it's adorable. I could see your husband doing it. I could, too. He jumps things on the regular. <laughs> so, he's a weirdo, though. He's a weirdo. <laughs> um... So apart from the the beautiful weather and, you know, just sort of the relief of not dying in the winter, uh, apart from those being reasons that this is a a popular time for weddings, it's because traditionally in um, uh, Celtic and Gaelic societies, uh, people did their hand fastings around this Mm. time. Um, It it was to reflect, like... uh, the stuff that was happening or because I mean you know every everything that blooms everything that births comes from a union um and where that's that's so prevalent this time of year it was very common for for humans to be like us too <laughs> uh but hand fastings happened um hand fastings in most uh societies were sort of like an engagement hand fastings would last a year and a day mm-hmm. and the couple would live together um decide whether or not <laughs> this works and then either continue their commitment or split amicably. I mean, you know, we say amicably. I'm sure not all of it yeah, was. Yeah, I'm sure it wasn't always amicably. No. <laughs> I'm sure there were some sword fights. And... <laughs> Duels. I say swords, but it's more like a pitchfork fight. <laughs> <laughs> and that's actually where we get the term tying the knot, is from mm, hand fasting. Okay. Which makes so much sense that I, I don't know why I didn't know that beforehand. <laughs> um... Jumping the broomstick uh, ceremony was, I, I want to say, in place of marriages because marriages were like legal things that had to happen with like somebody in your, right. your community. But if if somebody couldn't afford like a, a proper wedding, or if for some reason they couldn't have like a legal attending, um, you could do the the jumping the broomstick thing, which signified that you were at least you know 
really and, sweeping away your old life. And... Well, it, it's, it represents a threshold uh, between your old life and your new life together. Okay. So you would jump it with your betrothed. <laughs> betrothed. Um, and, and sort of jump into this new uh, life where the two of you are one family. Um, and it's it's a very sweet little ceremony, um, and it, it doesn't have all the pop and cir- circumstance of like a an average wedding, you know. Um, but that it, it was considered just as serious as like actual legal marriage. Um, and I mean, I'm sure there were some communities where it was legal marriage, you know, like yeah. in, in smaller areas. Um, so I want to ta- <laughs> I want to talk about maypoles because <laughs> um, th- they're. They're very aesthetic for this time of year, you know? They're they're pretty, they're usually decorated in lovely colors. They're kind of a representation of the god and goddess having sex. Yeah. Because there's a ring of usually flowers on top of it. And I mean, the pole is a symbol of the god's virility. And it's just, it's just in the earth. It is, it's stuck into the earth, and it's stuck into the, the, uh... Uh, the ring on, on top of it, so it's all, it's just, it's vaginal sex. <laughs> yeah. So, like... And then children dance around it on ribbons. See, I was gonna say, I've always wondered, is the ribbons, like... Oh, no! Oh, no, are the children sperm heads? <laughs> <laughs> like, is it, is the, is that, like, the stuff? <laughs> I didn't want to say jizz, but I guess, <laughs> is it the jizz? <laughs> this is awful, I hate it. <laughs> Um, so yeah, you know. I love that I made you turn red. Symbolism. I didn't think that was possible. Shut up, symbolism. (laughs) Uh, this time of year, traditional snacks, something that you'd want to eat on May Day or whatever you want to, whatever you want to celebrate this. Um, because May Day does specifically refer to the first of May. I mean, if you're celebrating outside of the first of May, probably don't call call it it May Day. Day. I mean, I guess you can. There's just no reason to. Um, but traditionally it was, uh, mead and oat cakes, things drizzled, drizzled in honey, uh, seasonal, uh, produce in your area. Yeah. Stuff that lasted <laughs> through the winter. Um, uh, white, yellow, and red flowers are the, the most common flowers for decorations. Um, and bright greens, obviously because of the, the new season. Um, but they, they sort of invoke an image of, of, uh, fire. Hmm. So that's that's why we use those those colors. And um, ribbons don't have like a very specific like meaning in themselves. But that ribbons are all the fuck over Beltane and Mayday. Like put ribbons in your hair. You tie ribbons around your uh, your ankles and your wrists and your neck. You put it around trees. You put it on a Mayday bush. Which a Mayday bush is a thing. It's usually a thorny bush decorated with flowers. <laughs> that sounds dangerous. <laughs> well, you know. Thorns are representative of also <laughs> some other some dicks, some dicks, just a dick so bush with some when flowers. You get pricked, is that like? I hate this discussion. I'm. I was honestly curious. <laughs> um, like, listen, I don't know if that's actually the symbolism for the the thorny Mayday bush, but like, it follows the logic. And get pricked, you'll be fertile. <laughs> yep. <laughs> And this is also a time of year when people um, would do the thing where they they hand fast and run off into the woods and have just lots of sex. Yeah. So so have weird forest sex with your lover. Go have some sex in a forest. Be very careful. It is not clean out there. 
Zika's up. Well, I mean, if you're having sex in the forest, I don't think you're worried. You're really worried about cleanliness to begin with. You're you're out there for some not not clean sex. But so that's that's what I've got. That's what I've got on May Day. I'm done with this. This has been a travesty. We've <laughs> <laughs> been all together too much. All right. Well, since I've made Lyra completely red, let's listen to what Nettle has to say about fairy magic. Let's do that. <laughs> Nettle here. Uh, today, I want to chat about fairy witchcraft. Not that I honestly found all that much information on it. Uh, fairy witchcraft seems to be split into two sort of distinctions of fairy wicca and fairy witchcraft. Um, they're not always separate, but sometimes they are. Uh, fairy wicca, I found, actually has a couple different spellings. Uh, the, the one I see the most often is F-A-E-R-Y, which isn't that weird, but it is a spelling I haven't seen for fairy before. Um, I didn't find a lot of information on fairy Wicca. A lot of it, it, it <laughs> a lot of it so I found was sort of a little blurb, either with somebody talking about how important fairy Wicca was to them or how they found out about fairy Wicca or how they were trained in it without really giving a lot of details, followed up off often by like a link to buy somebody's book where you could find out more. Um, it, it mostly seems to be sort of just a practice in Wicca where you focus on fairies and the fae and the fair folk. I'm not 100% sure what you focus on with it. <laughs> Having not practiced Wicca and not finding a lot of information. I did find an absolutely hilarious uh, sentence... Yeah, well, I guess it's like two sentences in a Wikipedia article on it, which uh, Wikipedia talks about how Fairy Wicca is founded by author Kizma Stefanich, which I'm mispronouncing your name, I apologize, but I specifically wanted to include, quote, adherents of Stefanich's Fairy Wicca claim that it recovered the traditions of the Tuatha de Danon, which if I mispronounce that, I'm sorry, the mythological precursors to the Celtic people. However, this is disputed by those familiar with ancient Celtic polytheism and mythology. End quote. Um, that's a shitty thing for me to find funny, but I always find it funny when people claim things are something and they're not. Um, case in point, I used to hang out with someone who was massively neo-pagan, which is chill. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with being neo-pagan. But her whole thing was she wasn't neo-pagan because she was really practicing the original, um, the original practices, which she wasn't. She was worshiping like five gods from five different pantheons. She is definitely not doing what she thought she was doing. Um, with Fairy Wicca, I mostly just came across like weird things. One... One little website, I just vaguely mentioned that, oh, and in Fairy Wicca, they practice possession, but gave no explanation of what the fuck they were talking about. I've, I I don't, I do not have um, all the knowledge about fairies ever. I'm just going to start with that. I have never heard of anyone being possessed by a fairy. Taken, controlled, um, replaced. (laughs) Of course, but just straight up possessed. 
So anyway, I would have loved to find more information on that just to know what the fuck was going on. Uh, but moving on, so I'm trying to get back to where I wanted to look. Uh, some of the some of the some of the things people wrote were kind of confusing. Uh, there was a pretty long one. I I looked. I I read. I looked through. I read. Um, where they talked about how to be to work in fairy witchcraft, you really have it has to be sort of a natural born thing. Like you are born with the gift, or you're you've you've lived past lives where you've you've gone back and forth between being um a fairy and a human and things like that but then like towards the end it was like but you can totally learn how to do this and I don't even mean that like that's a bad thing because it's wonderful to learn how to do stuff it was just weird to like start with you have to sort of be predestined for this uh to just sort of abandon it halfway through also as a complete side note I feel like to be interested in fairies like to this degree, uh, to be into witchcraft and stuff and, like, be interested in, like, interacting with fairies, you have to lack some absolute, um, oh, fuck. Yeah, oh, self-preservation. You have to lack some absolute self-preservation skills. Um, there's, there's this thing, there's this thing, there's this magazine called The Fairy Magazine, um, which I haven't read any of their their articles. I have gotten one of their books. They had a fairy book they came out with. They also have a mermaid book they came out with. The fairy one's very interesting. And I can't say for sure if anyone at that magazine actually believes in fairies. Um, they They read very much like they do. And I followed them on Instagram because they post a lot of pretty pictures. But, uh, like, they read very, very clearly like they believe in fairies, which is neat. Um, and they give, like, a lot of solid, like, discussions and considerations with fairies. They also do a lot of things like post about making fairy gardens <laughs> and other things that I'm always a little iffy about. Because, like, I'm not saying it's bad to, like, interact with fairies. But, like... You also have to consider where you're doing those fairy gardens and where you're inviting them in. Uh, just because you've got to consider, you know, your space and their space and just sort of interacting with them. I also myself am very weird about fairies because I'm sort of at the point I was with ghosts about six years ago where I definitely believe in them. But I'm kind of I'm kind of iffy about how much I believe in them. So give me a couple more years and we'll see where that goes. Uh, another absolutely fun-ass thing I saw while reading this, oh no, I've lost it, I'll find it in a moment, that also makes me believe that people who believe in fairies just lack, lack basic self-preservation. Oh no, I really want to, I really want to give her name when I do this. Let's see if I can find it again real quick. Um, oh, there it is. Kindle. From uh, the witches smile, sorry, the witch After giving some pretty solid advice about you know what fairies are versus perceptions of fairies and discussions and like going into different things, ends her ends her little thing with my last piece of advice is to go find a toadstool ring or a mushroom ring, you know, a fucking fairy a very a fucking fairy ring, and stand in it. Listen carefully. Listen with an open mind and see if you can hear them. Oh, she misspelled here. That's fine. Language is made up. Um, that's a good way to get whisked off to fairyland, which I don't know about you, but I'm not prepared to deal with at any point in my life.
And I, I mean, if it, and to be straight up, I am definitely being, I'm definitely being mean and insulting a few people here. Um, I definitely understand and I definitely concede that I have no self-preservation either. Um, sh- sorry, I'm being barked at uh, because I have for like the last six years constantly been swayed into wanting to buy fairy ring jewelry and have just recently realized, hey, don't bark at me. Sorry, my pup is not happy with this discussion. Uh have recently realized I could probably easily make a fairy ring necklace without trying too hard. I probably will too, because it sounds like fun. Alternatively, if I go out and I want to interact with fairies, I would do things like not do it near my house, not saying they couldn't just follow me home, but not do it near my house. Um, And I definitely wouldn't do the kind of shit I'd do if I went ghost hunting or if I went to talk to spirits. Because to be straight up, while I'm perfectly chill with making some fairy, fairy-inspired fairy jewelry and whatnot, I definitely wouldn't wear it <laughs> to go visit fairies the way I would definitely wear my haunted house necklace and some goofy-ass ghost shirts to go meet ghosts. I don't know why I'm more willing to be a bitch about ghosts. Being a bitch to ghosts? Is it rude to just sort of be goofy as shit when you go to see ghosts? Probably. This is why I'm going to be murdered in a horror movie um moving on because that has nothing to do with what i'm talking about a lot of the different discussions seem to focus on just sort of focusing on fairies and the fae and like the different different aspects of them uh one article which i lost oh actually i found it again uh talked very specifically about how instead of sort of leaning towards gods in fairy witchcraft you lean towards fairies in the same aspect where you focus on them and you you interact with them it didn't seem to lean so much towards worship but i wouldn't say that they were against it um honestly in looking for this i also found a lot of different spells that were just related to fairies which some of it was just they were just sort of cutely named fairy whatever in the spell i did see a spell for summoning a fairy which i don't know i'm i'm not sure how i feel about summoning anything um and i didn't oh, i'm gonna i'm gonna be weird about this i sort of before i went into this i sort of wondered about sort of communicating with fairies with things like tarot cards or i guess pendulums although pendulums i usually hear about with ghosts um, and I really didn't run across anything to do with that. And that seemed like, that seemed like something you could do. I might be wrong about that. I might be dragging the Lyra into some weird shit during the summer just to see what we find out. We'll see how she feels about that. Not to say I wouldn't drag everyone into this. I just feel like Lyra would be the most, the most up for stupid adventure time. Um, I don't really have any fairy books. I, I, that's not true. I have a lot of fairy books. I don't have any fairy witchcraft books that I'd be like, this would be a great book to check out. Cause I don't, I don't know, like of the books I saw while I was looking this up, I didn't really see any that I'd be like, I want to read that. Uh, on the witchsmiled.com, there was a lot of suggestions for books. Only some of them were actually like witchcraft books. A lot of them were things like the goblin market poem. Oh, and they didn't put down who it was by. <laughs> 
I used, I used to know her name off the top of my head. I do not anymore because I'm dumb as shit. It also mentioned the Grimm's Tales by the Grimm's Brothers. Oh, and Fairy Tales by Hans Christian Andersen. Hans Christian Andersen. Sorry, let me just fuck up his name. Um, oh man. So I haven't read a lot of Hans Christian Andersen. I've only read a couple of his. With the Grimm's Brothers, a lot of their fairy stuff is not really related to fairies. Like, they appear... And they do things, but I wouldn't say they were, like, a great resource to go to for fairies. I guess I could have started with my own history with fairies before I just jumped into fucking fairy witchcraft. Um, at the end of elementary school into the beginning of middle school, which for anyone who doesn't never went to a school with that sort of distinction, I was fifth to sixth grade, which, again, that might not help because... I have kindergarten here and I don't know where does and doesn't have kindergarten, but about the ages to 10 to 11, I got real fucking into fairies, which that sounded weird. I did not get into fucking fairies. I got into being interested in fairies, uh, which was partially because a relative of mine got me a little book of Scottish folklore, which I adore just because it's cute. Uh, and I got it a fun time. Uh, it had a lot to do with fairies, like, like, like not the romanticized version of fairies but the kind of like will fuck you up kind of fairies i also got into the spiderwick series by um holly black and i feel so bad because i don't remember his last name but terry um who illustrated them and that was really cool because that really dug into some really cool uh fairies and fairy fairy mythos although some of it i found out years later um was was specific to the book and wasn't actually related to any any actual folklore or anything um some of it was some of it was some of it wasn't and oh no i'm trying to think i read some more of harry holly harry holly black's fairy stuff not all of it because i know she's got this really gritty one that i just don't care about <laughs> i read some of her other stuff once i became an adult and that stuff i don't know i didn't care about it as much like she's got some interesting ideas i just some of her writing is not great and like she has some she's written some stuff with some with some gay characters but i know this has nothing to do with fairies this is just me bitching about holly black I don't know. She kind of white. She kind of writes gay characters like, like a straight woman, which I don't know how to explain. So I hope somebody else feels me on this. Um, but she does. Yeah, very wise. She's got some interesting ideas. Um, and she's got and it it was a nice introduction for me to be just obsessed with fairies for the rest of my life. Um. What was the point of that? Oh, this leads up to this because then it led into fairy tales and then it led into me being suggested about a year ago <laughs> to do uh, to do a segment on fairy witchcraft, uh, which is not I feel like it's a lot because I couldn't find a lot of information. It was a lot of kind of vague stuff. And some of it's because you're you have, you're supposed to be like taught it by somebody else. Somebody talked about how they liked fairy witchcraft, a uh, fairy Wicca, not witchcraft Wicca. Uh, because it was a very oral tradition, because they did have some secret books, which I'm going to have to talk to somebody about that, because I, every time I talk about Wicca, I find I have less knowledge about Wicca than I did to begin with, um, which is because I never, never practice Wicca. Um, 
but they liked it because it was a very oral tradition when they were being they were being I don't want I, I'm gonna say it this way and I think I'm wrong but being trained in it um I don't know like reading about it doesn't really make me want to explore the books that people people write which isn't to say like if you're if you're listening to me and you're like yeah I want to go read these people's books do it I just don't I just don't want to personally um it does kind of make me want to start interacting more with um with other worldly things I know fairies and ghosts are not actually the same thing but I've had ghosts in my mind all day but definitely doing some some ghost stuff um maybe doing some fairy stuff I'm not really sure how comfortable I actually am with the the idea of interacting with fairies just because there is a lot of there's a lot of decorum and there's a lot of rules and I don't know which ones I know are actually correct and which ones are definitely not I might be all right with offering some maybe some little offerings and things just to fairies <laughs> um which I've done before I've done before with Lyra not super like ritualistically the last time we did it we did it around May Day, which I just suddenly remember, realized today that May is coming. Uh, we just left some cookies out. Or Lyra did. I, I was just sort of there. That's actually half my life is I was just sort of there for it. Um, I don't know. Like, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing. I wish I'd found more information on it because I sound kind of stupid as shit because I'm like, here's some shit I found. Here's me rambling about other shit. And here's um, literally no information. Uh, I really do like that you can find just about any any kind of witchcraft thing. Oh no, when I was looking up fairy witchcraft, I did find a tag on Tumblr of fairy witchcraft. It was super uninformative. It was mostly just things tagged fairy witchcraft or fairy and witchcraft that, um, of course, Tumblr decided to give me together. I actually found it while I was Googling because I saw some random little blurb and it made no sense and then I never found the post. So I don't know what it was about. Um... One of my favorites, though, is definitely, and I didn't read through the tags to see exactly what it's tagged for, but definitely somebody saying something about just hanging out in a fairy ring waiting to be kidn waiting to be swept away by a fairy prince, because I got to tell you, that is not, look, I am a lesbian, so like that would not even be a desire to begin with, but that just sounds, that sounds like something very, very dangerous. Um, So stay out of fairy rings, kids, and adults, because I don't know if any kids listen to us. Um... Which I guess I could talk, since since I didn't find anything useful, I guess I could talk about some fairy decorum things I know that may or may not be correct. Um, there's, of course, the idea that you shouldn't give your name to a fairy because then they have power over you. Although that gets into a complicated discussion on what name counts. Um, I know I know when I was first learning about fairies, there's a big thing on your true name, which I think I've talked about before. Because the, the complication I always get stuck on is the true name is not actually meant to be your name. Like, I'm Nettle. Not really, because that's a pseudonym. But you, you know what I mean. I'm Nettle. Um, if I gave somebody my name as Nettle, that's not my true name. That's a name. That's a name you can know me by. That's a name you can call me by. And even if it was my given name, my birth name... Or I mean, of course, like if you as you as you get older, if you if you have a if you choose a new name, that's not necessarily that sounded weird. Actually, I guess it might be your true name. Sorry, I'm trying to think about like specifically like like growing up and and realizing you've been named very wrong, um, or just you know not having the right name. 
and legally changing it like that necessarily that could be your true name I guess in more more of a sense than my birth name would be a true name but it may also not be um because a true name is just supposed to be a name that you know and nobody else knows and that's the name you have to protect so people don't have power over you but honestly since I initially learned about that I've not seen that a lot of places used so I'm never I'm not sure if that was like a very specific to one area thing and it's not specific to anywhere else uh with that like there are a lot of fucking hilarious jokes about that I saw one the other day and I'm gonna phrase it badly <laughs> but the one on tumblr that hopefully other people have seen where a fairy gives you their name and then says and yours and like a fool you give it to them <laughs> So then they have power over you. That's the funniest fucking thing ever. I love the whole, I love the whole anything having power over you by, by you giving it its name because mostly it just ends up in a lot of language jokes. Uh, other decorums, of course, you don't accept, oh no, you don't accept gifts from fairies. You don't eat food in fairyland um, or you have to stay there forever. Although in most, most stories where somebody does get trapped in fairyland because they've eaten something or they've done something or they've sort of gotten stuck, in almost every case, they do get away. They do get away mostly because uh, the protagonist comes and saves the day and brings them home. Not always by actually confronting anything, just by coming in and taking them home. <laughs> Which I feel is a fair way to deal with things is to just leave. Um, oh, honestly, actually with that, uh, Melinda Lowe's Ash, which I hope I don't give too much away because this is a really good book. It's also been out for like 10 years. Uh, the protagonist, Ash Aisling, um, does bend a fairy's deal to her, um, to her conditions. Like she still fulfills her conditions of the deal, but she doesn't do it in a way that I feel most protagonists would 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 sort of be shoehorned into and have to work their way out. Her situation's slightly unique though, because she does have a little more um, say in it than others. Uh, and you should definitely read the book because it's really good and it's really gay. Uh, where am I going with this anyway? Fairy fairy rules and decorum. I'm sorry to remember. Um, an interesting one I've seen before is to not say thank you because then like it's an acknowledgement it, it's it's like a cultural difference kind of thing because it's like an acknowledgement that you've received a gift and now you owe a gift in return like in my case in, in in my case at least I would say thank you for just absolutely mundane shit just thank you for doing what I asked you to do <laughs> in cases of work or thank you as sort of a filler um with fairies, you don't want to piss off fairies. And that, a lot of the times that I've seen it boiled down to is like cultural differences too. Like what is okay to you might not be okay to some something else, someone else. Um, and sort of having to navigate that. Oh gosh, I think, <laughs> I think all the rules to do with fairies are just acknowledging that there are cultural differences and not being a dick about everything. <laughs> uh, not all of them, of course, but a lot of them. I know, and and fairies. It's such a it's such a vague term because there are there are um, creatures that are considered fairies, and then there's also creatures that are considered fairies, but as like a classification rather than like that's actually what they are. Um, a lot of selkie stories, uh, seal seal people stories. Those are fairies. 
Um, honestly, just reading over them are kind of terrible because it's mostly some dude steals a selkie woman's skin and then makes her be his wife until she finds his skin and runs away, which is always really sad because it's either she kills herself because she can't handle not being able to go back to the ocean and be with her family or she gets it and she runs away and and leaves like their children behind which don't get me wrong I'm definitely not saying that she should stay for their children the children that she had with some dude who literally kidnapped her and then kept her against her will um and in those cases the story's moral should be don't be a fucking dick <laughs> and don't keep somebody against their will which modern modern interpretations of that kind of story are fantastic um, not all of them, because I've read some shitty ones, but, like, the entire idea that, like, being able to work, like, <laughs> I've read a lot more romance uh, suggestions for Selkie stories than I probably should have. But a lot of things like being able to communicate with a partner and be able to handle, you know, they're going to go home sometimes to their other home and then they might come back. They'll, they might come back. They'll come back and also be with you. So you don't need to hold them against their will. And also you can like win them over. And that, that sounded shitty. Like you actually like put an effort in your relationship instead of stealing them. Um, I don't know how the fuck I got into Selkies, but that's what my life is, is talking about things I shouldn't be talking about. Uh... Just trying to see real quick if there's anything else because I don't really have a lot of good like oh these are fairy things you should do because a lot of the stuff I know about fairies is just like just fairy shit it has nothing to do with witchcraft I don't really understand how you're supposed to work uh the fairies and the fae into your witchcraft because they are they are they are living living things they aren't you know they aren't things you can just harness and use up, which you shouldn't. That's let's let's not let's not take living things and bend them to our will. Let's just let's just assume that's a bad idea. Um so this was very uninformative and mostly just me rambling about shit. Uh I guess to end this, let me talk about something that has nothing to do with what I've been talking about. But if you ever want to hear a song that has nothing to do with fairies, but very much invo invokes, or could invoke, I guess, because I'm sure other people don't, invokes ideas about uh, about fairies and the fairy, fairy realm, definitely listen to Hailstorm's The Rock Show. It has nothing to do with fairies, but it sounds, listening to it sounds like you've been sort of swept away to the fairy realm and then returned my favorite line the 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 line that definitely cements this for me is find yourself and lose it at the rock show because it just seems like a uh you, you have this wonderful moment where you find yourself and then you lose it again and that sort of sounds like going to another realm and then coming back all right well that was a section on fairy magic <laughs> um I don't know how Nettle has never heard or seen the spelling of F-A-E for Faye. I And we <laughs> we already decided we're going to make fun of her a little bit on the podcast and then a lot to her face. So <laughs> Have you noticed that when she covers any magical section, it's kind of like a scientist? Just watching. Or like a naturalist mm -hmm. observing observing someone doing something like she's in a lab setting and she's just observing some witches doing shit she's got her lab coat 
just very scientific her little clipboard and she's like yes so they light the incense and walk in a circle <laughs> depends on the witch apparently how many times they circle the circle some don't do it at all it's confusing it's confusing I will try this later to see what results I get. I love Nettle so much. She puts so much thought into everything I love she her does. So much. It just it just struck me that she's literally a scientist coming at this with science. Absolutely. <laughs> if anyone's gonna prove like the solid existence of like greater forces, it's gonna be Nettle. She's gonna do it. She's like, I watched out my window every night. The flowers died. No intended them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Nettle so much, and I apologize, Nettle, for this little brief teasing and razzing. I'm excited to do it in person. Anyway, oh, it's gonna be brutal in person. It will. <laughs> we love you so much. But this brings us to my section on Anubis. Um, we had a request from Hippie Morticia seventy eight that in our continuing series on gods and goddesses that we continue the Egyptian theme this week with Anubis. Anubis is a puppy boy. Is a puppy boy. <laughs> we are going to be smoked. Yeah. yeah, we're going to get smoked. He is cute though. He's got a little jackal head. Anyways, in all seriousness. <laughs> I love it. It's funny. Uh, Anubis is the god of embalming and the god of the dead. Um, he has, he's usually represented as a jackal or a man with a jackal's head. This is because jackals were often seen in cemeteries and they were believed to watch over the dead. I think it's a little bit more because they, they're kind of carrying. Yeah, that's, <laughs> they, I assume. They, uh, <laughs> they eat the dead. They eat the dead, so, you know. Um... His sacred animal was the Egyptian canid, or the African golden wolf, which is a very cute boy. I've never seen it, so I'm going to Google it, and you just keep yeah, talking. Yeah, you should, you should Google it. He's really cute. His symbol was the fetish. I apologize. The fetish. Not the fetish you're <laughs> thinking of. Or the flail. The fetish is a headless animal. Um... The skin is then stuffed and sewn back together to resemble an animal, and then hung by the tail from a pole, and then it terminates, or like it basically is in a lotus bud, and then planted into a stand. My personal view on this, because I didn't really see much on it, is that the lotus bud is for rebirth, or when you cross over, you become reborn in the realm of the dead. I think that makes sense. Um... I mean, I feel like you said flail, so I, I, I do believe that when I was younger, I've read fetish yeah, it's as a, meaning it's a, a weapon. weapon. Yeah. So. Um, and the fetish dates back all the way back to the first dynasty. So it's something nobody really knows where it came from, but it's one of those things, you know, it's, it's, it's in everything. You often see it depicted on temples and things like that. Um, he was originally the ruler of the Duat or the Underworld, which I believe I could not remember the name of last last episode. You know, I think that's true. Um, but was later replaced by Osiris when Osiris was resurrected and mummified. Um, he's depicted as black, which is another thing I didn't really go into last episode when I talked about Osiris being blue or black. 
blue was invisible. Black was a symbol of fertility. For Anubis, it is also a symbol of fertile soil of the Nile, or death, or the collar of a corpse after embalming. Uh, let's see here. His consort, or his wife, was Anaput, the goddess of funerals and mummification. Isn't it nice when couples get to work together? It is. My, my view is that they're the original goth couple. Beautiful. Yes. The original thanatology duo. They were goth before the goths. Yes, they were goth before goth was a thing. Yes. Before the goths. Quite literally. The civilization existed. Yes. And then, you know, later on, <laughs> the cool goths. The cool goths. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, that's me, but I was never cool. His parents are either Nephis and Set or Nephis and Osiris. Part of why Osiris was killed and then split up into several parts and scattered all over Egypt is because he slept with his sister, Set's wife, who is also his brother, and impregnated her. Or it's Set's son. Right. So it's either Osiris' son or Set's son. So he's either his son or his nephew. When there's only eight people in the world... Because there are only eight primordial, primordial initial gods. Yeah. Other than, you know, like, Nut and... What was the other one? I don't remember. I was... Listen, I was really going to say Bolt. So Nut don't... <laughs> uh, one was the Sky God and one was the Earth God. Um, I can't remember the Sky God, Sky God's name, but I... I might be getting them mixed up. Anyways, back to this. Um, Anubis. SG1 had prepared me better for this. I know. You're usually right there on it telling me according to SG1. <laughs> um, according to Daniel Jackson. Let's move on. <laughs> um, but Anubis helped Isis reconstruct Osiris' body and mummified him. And that's how he was able to be resurrected and live in the underworld. Which is kind of weird to watch either your aunt... Well, I guess either way, he was Isis's nephew. Yeah, I guess. Either way. I guess it so. It doesn't matter how. <laughs> like you said, when there's like eight people, <laughs> what are you going to do? What are you going to do? <laughs> your sister, apparently. <laughs> um, but, you know... Um, I, I still want to think about like when we when we covered Isis as part of how she resurrected him was to breathe life into him or to fuck him back to life. Mm. So I mean that's kind of weird that you know he's there praying over them while his aunt is just fucking a dead body. Yeah, I mean that is weird, but I mean, you know they did things differently back then. <laughs> Every are... culture has its traditions. <laughs> you know. What are you gonna do? <laughs> what are you gonna do? <laughs> Sorry, that really got to me. <laughs> um, but, you know, I mean, so it's... Um, he's not really depicted in a lot of Egyptian mythology. And I think that's just because he was busy, you know? He was Dealing busy. with the dead. Like Hades. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to get, like, talk about. Is, like, if you've ever seen the Disney's Hercules movie, Hades is always fucking busy because... Him his... and Hephaestus are the only ones with real jobs. It's true. <laughs> it's fucking true. Like, okay... 
Hephaestus is always making weapons for the gods. And, you know, lightning bolts, I'm imagining, have to be constructed very carefully. Probably. <laughs> um, but, you know, I mean, he's got a constant flow of people coming in. He's got to judge them. He's got to oversee their mummification. He's got to, you know, he's got to, like, deal with the canopic jars and make sure they're all blessed and sealed so that their organs work in the afterlife. He had a lot of shit on his plate. You know, it, it's probably a job that could be done by three or four people. Downsizing is a bitch. It is a bitch. <laughs> oh, I almost forgot. He and um, Amput, Amput had a, a daughter who was a serpent. I did not write down her name. Like a serpent in the Egyptian god way where that was like how she was represented or she was just straight up a snake? I don't believe it's clear. Oh, okay. <laughs> I believe she was just called the Serpent of Egypt. I want to be the Serpent of something. Shit, that's a great title. Right? Um, but, you know, she was a serpent goddess, which is cool. I thought I had written down a little bit more about her. <laughs> no. Nope, did not. I'm pretty sure when I fell asleep, I was thinking about it <laughs> last night. So, my apologies there. At this point, this is all I have about Anubis. I've actually got a nice little book I've been compiling on my different studies of the gods and goddesses. Mm -hmm. So eventually those will move into my permanent grim once I've collected adequate information. Because I also want to include some myths, which I really haven't done in this That's a good idea. series. Because um, I really do like mythology. Basically I've just been giving a little bit of a background of every god and goddess that I come across. Um, but oh, he... Points. Yeah, little bullet points. But yeah, he's not in a lot of myths. Like, he's in the, the like the story of, you know, Osiris' death because, you know, he, he had to put him back together. Yeah. But, I mean, and, like, basically... But he was fucking busy. Yeah, it seems like he... myth The myth is like, he's there, he's doing his job, leave the man alone. Like, I imagine, like, every now and then they're like, hey, dude, <laughs> you didn't come to this party? And he's like, fuck, like, 4,000 humans died today. No, I'm How not coming to How do I have party. time to come to your party? bitch <laughs> <laughs> you know one of these days one of these days, one of these days. Ow. straight to whatever the hell do we call that thing in the sky i don't know if what the i don't know what egyptians call what the moon what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> that there's that show where oh, the guy the threatens to beat his wife <laughs> honeymooners <laughs> I, I feel like that was fairly easy to follow it was <laughs> It was, but then you're like, whatever the fuck we call that thing in the sky, and I'm like, what? the fuck? I mean, like, what's the cultural okay. significance of the moon? Because I don't know. I don't for know. For Egyptians. That's, I don't know. That's something I'll for us to look, look into. into. We'll get back to you on what the moon meant to the Egyptians. I would love it if they're just the one culture who was like, yeah, it's just the moon. Fuck they're off. Like, it's not they're like, it's the night sun. What the fuck is what your problem? You what from me? Sometimes it's there, sometimes it's not. It's never in the same place. Why worry about the bitch? <laughs> Holy shit. Alright. Do we have anything else for Anubis? For Anubis, no. But, thank you, Morticia, for requesting Anubis, because I don't know that I had planned to continue going on with Egyptian gods and goddesses, but this has been fun. Anubis is one of my faves. Like him a lot. Pretty sure to bring us back to the mummy. <laughs> um, that's what um, Emotep 
yeah, was woke up. He, he woke up. Well, he was buried under the statue of yeah. Anubis, and then he woke up the army of Anubis. Yeah, that's true, isn't it? And the mummy returns to, you know, take the entire world. He just wanted, he just wanted to, to take over the world for love. <laughs> he, you know, I mean, honestly, he did. He just wanted his girlfriend back alive. And then he just wanted to conquer the world. I mean, if we all haven't had that phase. Simple, simple wants for a simple man. Yeah, if anything, he was a simple man. <laughs> Wasn't, you know, a super high priest who fell in love with the king's mistress. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, no. So, you know, watch that movie. Completely accurate to history. <laughs> Um, Brendan Fraser and all. <laughs> Brendan Fraser and all. You know, um, I have to say they did like an absolute wonderful job in, you know, just keeping all the myths straight. Um, you know, I mean, and even more accurate, the, the Scorpion King. Oh, Jesus. Like, I mean, it was even more accurate. Than anything else in history that has ever been made. This isn't an important thing to mention, but if we ever get to go to a convention where Dwayne The Rock Johnson is, I'm going to take a glossy print of the CG rendering of him as the Scorpion King for him to sign. That would be fantastic. That's the one I want. If you don't know what we're talking about, I'm probably going to post it on Instagram later. Yes. We posted but, The Undertaker. We can post The Scorpion King. But Google it. Um, it's good. It's good. That was a lot of money not well spent. <laughs> I have to say. Like, that I'm, had to be so much of their fucking budget. Like, you know, because CG was really, really expensive, and it was the thing. Yeah. And, like... I don't know how they failed so badly. Like, it's almost as bad as CGI Harry Potter on the, <laughs> on the troll. Like, it is almost that bad. He's so smooth. His hair is one entity. <laughs> and he's just making this, like, grimace face. Just like... <sighs> oh, my God. I wish I could. I wish I could oh. imitate it. But in podcast form, that we just don't have the ability. Oh, my God. No, it... I don't know that we've really talked about the mummy on here. I don't think we have. And that's pathetic because it's such a big part of our lives. I bought the box set because we'd watched them, you know, as they came out. But I found the box set on Amazon like a year or two ago. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my God, two days. I'm picking two day delivery. Come to my house. We're watching all of this. We, we watched it. Lyra brought her husband. Who was like, I don't get this. He, because I mean, I don't know. I don't remember if it. If, if it I don't was think he had ever, ever seen, seen it. it. He had never seen it. Or if he'd seen like, like five minutes of it of once it or something and was like, like that. This yeah. is dumb as hell. Um, he's still of that opinion. He is. He is. Um, uh, you should divorce him. And we. <laughs> and we had to sit. No, I'm sorry. Not we had to sit. He had to sit there while we like fucking quoted this movie, and we were just overjoyed. Like including the fake ancient Egyptian. <laughs> <laughs> like, because we, we know that word for word. It's just so good. Um, it's just so good. If you haven't seen The Mummy, do yourself a favor. Oh, it's it's so ridiculously good. Like, and earlier was sarcasm. There is absolutely no, no real basis in history for anything. Oh, absolutely not. 
uh, if like, you don't they, know they, going they, in. They randomly used some names that existed. And then they just fucking ran with it. <laughs> it's fantastic. But, yeah, if you've ever seen that movie, if you're a very naughty boy, you get married. <laughs> or you get married. Buried. You get married at the foot of Anubis. Yes. Just definitely watch it. Brendan Fraser's a beautiful human being. Uh, I don't actually know the actor's name, but the man that plays Ardeth Bay is possibly the most beautiful human being. Um, God, he's just so pretty. I got is distracted. Is that Odette Fair, or is that the is mummy? That his, I, don't, I don't know. I, I honest to God don't. I can't remember who's who in that movie. Um, But, you know, it was really good casting. Everybody's gorgeous, except for Jonathan. And Jonathan's funny in his own way. So, I mean, he's got personality. <laughs> he's he's one of those that, you know, he's got a great personality. He does. Except he really doesn't. Oh, you know, that's true. He actually does. He's, he's really just funny. Horrible. He's funny, but he's He's good horrible. as a fictional character. He'd be terrible as a person you'd know. Like, he owes you money. Like, that's just baseline. He owes you money. We've been talking about the mummy for so okay. long. <laughs> I apologize. But no, that, that wraps it up on Anubis. Uh, you have our movie suggestion. I, I'm sorry to interrupt. I actually, I want to talk about this really quick because I did Google um, the African golden wolf. Isn't he cute? It looks so much like a coyote. I downloaded a picture of the, the golden wolf and the coyote and I now can't remember what order they're in. I'm pretty sure that's the coyote, but I'm not sure. I am unsure. They look very similar. Um, there's some slight difference in like the ears and some coloration, but they look very similar. So if you don't have access to Google... A Imagine a coyote, but more golden. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know which one of those was which. Um, they are really cute, They though. They look like just, just snuggly puppies. Mm -hmm. um, they are, they're cute. I'm sure they would eat your face. Oh, absolutely. I'm don't confident. try to snuggle one. Nah. They may look snuggly, but so do bears. That's true. Okay, let's wrap this up. All right. Well, thank you for listening to me ramble about talk about Anubis for five minutes and then ramble about the mummy for 20. <laughs> uh, Stay tuned for the ad. <laughs> well, we have a we have a spooky story first. Oh, yeah. I spooky forgot about story. that. So right. stay tuned for a spooky story. All right. Well, welcome to our spooky story. Yeah, we finally have one again. <laughs> it was recent. It, it's a very recent thing that has happened. Um, the other morning as I was getting up to get ready, I, I was almost like I wasn't in that state between sleep and awake. I was definitely awake, but I wasn't out of bed yet. And I didn't really realize that I was having a conversation with a ghost but that happened um it was weird don't sleep with quartz on your windowsill yeah <laughs> unless you want this to happen if you want this to happen go ahead and do that um I was laying there and a little voice basically said what you doing and it took me a few minutes to realize where it was coming from cause like it, I wasn't really verbalizing it was more of like I was hearing it and responding mentally and it took me a few minutes to realize that I wasn't having a real conversation with somebody like it wasn't like me actually talking um, basically they had a speech impediment and I'm pretty sure it was a child um, I think it was a little girl um, we kind of talked about a few things and like I just kept you know like I'm, I would keep redirecting and then finally I was like are, are you dead and she's like uh huh 
Yeah. Oh, that's, that's adorable. And I was like, well, how did you die? And she's like, I got burned. And then I don't remember anything else. So I don't know what happened to her. Mm. But it, if you've ever had a conversation with, like, somewhere between a five to, like, seven-year-old while they're playing with something and you're trying to talk to them and they're just kind of idly talking to you about something and then they redirect to something else. Yep. And then you kind of bring it back to the conversation. So that was kind of what happened. Um, it was kind of cute. Um, I'm pretty sure that's who's been changing the TV channels. That makes sense. And messing with stuff because it is very childlike, a lot of the stuff that's been happening. So I think I think we finally, well, I don't know who she is. She didn't tell me a name. Right. I want to say Anna. But I feel like that's a that's a very common like yeah. young girl name though, so that who knows. So I don't know what her name is. I'll I'll work on talking to her and seeing if I can figure out who she is. But you know, she's she I don't think she means to be creepy. Like no. most most goats, I don't think she's meaning to be creepy. She just doesn't you know, she's a kid, so she's like she's just playing and messing around. I don't know if she's slamming the doors or not. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's her, but she, you know, she was, she, she was kind of adorable after I thought about it, you know, just having a little conversation with her. So I guess, you know, the ghost children are mine. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, since I've, I've, I've on and off had like dreams of a little girl, uh, at the house. Mm-hmm. Um, and when me and my husband moved back in, um, I had a dream of her just crawling all over our fucking bed and it was like, it was scary as hell. Um, and I, for, I honest to God, didn't think that it was like anything real. I thought it was just a, a dream or a nightmare I was having. But the, I don't know if you actually mentioned it just now, but you said you thought maybe she was disfigured. Yeah. Well, I, I said she had a speech impediment, but I feel like she had a dis- disfigurement on her face because she was kind of, she kind of was talking about she was ugly. Oh. Yeah. And like it was something to do with her face. So the only reason I think these are really connected is because like I don't have like a visual perception of what her face looked like. But like I know it's like it's like fucked. <laughs> yeah, I think she got really badly burned. I think that's how she died. Mm. If she didn't die immediately, she probably died of complications. Yeah. But you know, she wasn't very old and she she was like I think the speech impediment might be missing teeth, like before oh, they grew yeah, back. That in. would make sense. Yeah. Um, but like it, she was around the same age, the the girl that I I would dream of. Mm-hmm. Um, I would I would like put her right at seven um, personally. And in my head, she's wearing like a little pink dress and a bow Aww. and stuff like that. Um, but like I said, I don't know if that's really connected. I don't know if that's just a dream. Um, I don't know if any of the things I I think I'm just seeing are just dreams. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I don't know if any of it's fake or if any of it's real. Who knows? But. <laughs> But it, it is weird that... That it's the same age range. Yeah. Same disfigurement, little speech impediment. And, like, at the time... Like, the last time I had the dream, at the time I had the dream, it was it was spooky because it's, it's like, a weird face and a little girl and she's very obviously not alive. Yeah. And, like, she's just crawling all over, like, our beds and stuff. Um, oh, my gosh. And, like, in the dream, she got, like, right up in my face Yeah, like she that. was doing that to me. Like, I couldn't see her. Yeah. But, like, it was, like, right mm-hmm. up. Because, you know, little kids, kids don't do have a concept of personal, personal space. space. Yeah. So, like, she's just kind of, like, everywhere. Like, she... And that was another reason why I was, like, oh, this is obviously a little kid. Because yeah. she was everywhere. Like, it was this ear and that ear. She was over here looking out the window. And, you know, and just, like, she was all over the place. But, and, like, uh... It didn't seem malicious, but it was spooky. 
And I just, like like you said, I just don't think she knows she's being spooky. No. Um, but at this point, I mean, honestly, I heard the, the voice in the living room again the other day. And I was just like, okay. I think I've just lost the ability to get creeped out at this point. I'm just like, okay, it's a ghost. I'm fine. I um, I actually heard, because you talked about how you, you woke up thinking that you heard my husband whispering mm-hmm. to you. I fell asleep on the that couch that you, you usually fall asleep on. <laughs> like, I, I always start out downstairs asleep, and then I move up to my bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I fell asleep on that couch that you usually fall asleep on, and I had just, like, snuggled my face into the, the cushions, and I was like, I'm just going to nap here, and then I'll go to bed. Um, which I don't think I would have made it. Um, but I thought I heard from just the other room my husband going, or, like, uh, like in a attention-grabbing sort of whisper, like, Thera. Like that. And I I so thoroughly thought it was my husband. I sat down, or sat up, and I turned around, and I went, what? What? Because you were, you were at that time asleep See, on the other I couch. See, I basically do that. That's that's how it almost always goes, because yeah. it, you know, it'll say my name. I'll say, Galena. And then I'm like, what? And then they don't respond. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? And then usually that wakes somebody else up, and they're like, What? <laughs> But I, I even got up and I, wa- I walked in there and he was asleep. And you're like, oh, that's weird. I'm going back to sleep. <laughs> well, at that point I was like, all right, I'm going to wake him up. I'm going to make him move over so I can sleep on the side of the bed away from, <laughs> from like <laughs> the open room. And, uh, and then I'll be, I'll be secure enough to go to sleep. I'll feel secure Aww. enough to go to sleep. Um, cause I, I, I'm paranoid when I'm going to sleep anyway. <laughs> me at this point like a few years ago I'd have been fucking terrified and not slept for a week <laughs> like seriously yeah I wouldn't have because there there were long periods of my life that I didn't sleep because I was terrified of either what I was going to dream or what I was going to hear and mm-hmm. now I'm like alright ghosty just tell me what you're going to tell me and then I'm going back to sleep I am, I am slowly warming up to it uh, as well I'm just it's it's slower for me <laughs> But I think that's the first time since childhood that I've, like, actually had a conversation with a spirit. I mean, <laughs> so which is was exciting. Kind of yeah. Well, I've been working on it. I've been, yeah. you know, I've been working on um, communication and, and working on my intuitions. I mean, it was really neat. Like, I, I'm kind it's of excited. Cool to see the fruit of your, your efforts. Mm-hmm. That's, re- that's really neat. Yeah. So, I mean, so it, it is spooky. Like, I, I can imagine some people who are not at all down with, you know, edge witchery. <laughs> You're just like, nah, nah, fuck that, that's, this is it. But I'm like, oh, okay, welcome home, little child. Yeah. So it's not like a, a hor- like, malicious spooky story, it's just... Well, I think I also have a lot of stuff in my, my room that little kids might play with. That's true. So I think, like, I'll get out maybe, like, my Dino and stuff oh, like that and, like, idea. put out some dinosaurs and some stuffed animals for her and see, that'd be nice. see if she likes those. But I think for right now, as far as the spooky stuff, that's about all I've got. You got anything else? No, I don't. Uh, if we have any updates in the future, we'll let you guys know. Yeah, I will. I'll keep you guys updated and see if I can find out what her little name is. I think I'm going to brew some more spirit tea. Because oh, believe it or not, I was not under the influence of any kind of spirit tea or anything like that. Um, I was just, like I said, I was just waking up. like I was playing with my phone. It took me a little while to realize I wasn't having this conversation out loud. <laughs> Which sounds crazy as hell, but I... I want to say most of the stuff we talk about on this podcast sounds crazy. So. Um, but yeah, no, so I'm going to I'm gonna do some more work. I'm going to maybe focus on her a little bit. And 
see what I can find out, see if there's anything she wants or needs. If there's nothing she really wants or needs, I'm just going to you know, make her as comfortable as she can be yeah. here. Because, you know, apparently our house is now the home for wayward spirits. Yeah. <laughs> we got it going on. <laughs> Which I like. I yeah. like that idea. As long as they're not... Because we, we do let them know. As long as they're not being harmful. Yeah. They have they're a, welcome. They have a space here. Right. But uh, is there... Do we have anything else? I think that's all, all I can think of at the moment as far as podcast-wise. Yeah. <laughs> Ghost-wise. All right. So thank you guys so much for listening, as always. Do you have a, a creepy thing to end with? So whenever you're laying down in bed and you see the curtains move a little, do you know what moved it? Are you sure you know what moved it? <laughs> Is it an animal? Is it a person? was it a thing I have curtains all around my bed too so that's gonna be fun at least it's like at least it's the middle of the day and not the middle of the fucking night we're doing this right now so at least we got that <laughs> at least she doesn't have to go and go to sleep immediately <laughs> but yeah don't try not to think about the thing moving your curtains you know what I already do that <laughs> I already try not to I mean, think about my moving curtains it might be your curtains. window it might be your bed it might be your covers alright icy fingers oh my gosh Really quick before we wrap up, the other day I thought something was pulling something was pulling my blanket off the bed because like I woke up from like kind of a nightmare anyway, and I was like, oh god, oh god, because the blanket was just it was just gone, mm -hmm. um, and I I went to grab it and like I pulled on it a little bit and I heard I heard Fancy go, well, oh, so you <laughs> she think rolled, she's like on I like on the edge onto it. <laughs> She was like, why? I was just accidentally pulling it down. <laughs> that poor pup. I know. I love Fancy so much. I love her fluffy face. She's such a good dog. I'm going to put a picture of her on oh, the Instagram. She's so sweet. I'm going to put her birthday picture up. She's very old. Oh, that's good. She was very happy that yeah. day. All right, we're going to wrap yep. up. Thank you guys so much for listening, as always. Uh, stay spooky. And keep your tits up.